Today on the Break It Down for Brackens podcast, we hear from Jen Prasha. Jen is one of the original bros and bras from way back in the beginning when it first started. She's had an in and out relationship with running. She loves it. She hates it. Um, but ultimately, she loves coming out to the community. So in the vein of hearing how people enjoy bros and bras and the running community, let's hear what Jen has to say. Have you heard of Bracken's Painting? I started Bracken's Painting back in 2011. We do both residential and commercial painting. We have contractors licenses in West Virginia and Virginia, and we carry all the necessary insurances, like workers' comp, general liability. Uh, we operate a small staff that focuses on meeting the homeowner's needs and project manager's timeline expectations. Uh, we, pri- we try to have exceptional attention to detail. If you're interested in doing any sort of commercial or residential painting, please contact Bracken's Painting. More information can be found at www.brackenspainting.com. Today's intro song is called Mean in a Good Way. It's written and performed by Peter Clark off of his album Peter Clark After Dark. Peter, <laughs> Peter describes this song as being the best song to learn hula hooping to. Peter is an avid hooper and recently started a hula hoop repair business. If you ever need hula hoop repair, consider contacting Peter. You can reach him on SoundCloud. Just search Peter Clark After Dark. Okay, people, today's Break It Down for Bracken's podcast is with Jen Prasha. Me and Jen go back quite a few years. We met at CrossFit, and she's been a member of Bros and Bras for quite a while. She's a real up-and-coming runner (laughs) and she's going to break down how it all came to be that she was a bra in bros and bra so jen thank you for being on the podcast i really appreciate it thanks for having me and i have to tell you i really really appreciate it you are the fourth or fifth bro or bra that we have podcasted with and the whole premise is i've been learning that people's opinion of the group and how they see the group and how it works for them it's so unique for each person. You can move the mic any way you want to. It's okay. not a big deal. <laughs> Just don't wiggle that crane too much because it's a little bit suspect. All right. Um, but anyways, each each member of the group is, they all have a different kind of opinion of it. And I'm loving hearing it because I'm learning something from each person. So I'm really glad you agreed to come on. I'm we excited. tried to get Scooter to come on with you. <laughs> she's but, elusive. Yeah, and she's also out with bros and bras at a... Um, Doing hardcore things. What's it called? Polar. Some polar plunge. Plunge, yeah. Deep. I passed on that one. So <laughs> let's talk about when you first heard about Bros and Bras. Tell okay. me that story. Um, so the very first time I had heard about this was, I think, when you were launching your concept of the group. Um, we got to know each other in CrossFit. And uh, Jenny became one of my closest friends. And... Uh, how long did you and Jenny do CrossFit together? I think f- three years. Wait, as a matter of fact, I think I was a member of that particular CrossFit before Jenny. <laughs> she had been a member at the other CrossFit, but... I mostly just remember you sleeping on the rower. Okay. At 5 a.m. Well, this is not a podcast about my behavior at CrossFit, <laughs> which was questionable. But, dude, 5 a.m. classes are stupid. Okay, I know they exist, and I know you and Mary and Jenny and (laughs) Emily and a bunch of other knuckleheads would roll in there. 
But as far as I was concerned, 5 a.m. was pretty much last night. It was so early <laughs> that it should have been. But It was very early. Anyway, you met Jenny there first, and yes. you guys became fast friends. Um, she became one of my favorite people to do fitness with because of her excitement and her ability to take what's hard and just juice it. I don't know. So, Give me an example. <laughs> A CrossFit example? Yeah. Okay. Um, when things get hard, Jenny's got that normal cheerleader personality, which I like to think I have too. But when it gets hard, she does like she grunts and she screams and you know, it's painful, but you know, it's like you want more. So I remember we did a CrossFit competition together. I was going to ask you about that. And <clears throat> describe what that was. Oh, okay. It was a three uh, week competition so we had a team of four and one of them was an in-person competition uh another one was a lifting part where we recorded that in our own box and submitted our weights and then we had an, another in-person competition so like all the scores were totaled together but there was this one particular event where we all had to get on the uh, assault bike and basically just pedal until we couldn't even stand anymore and i remember jenny just falling off the bike and and screaming it was, was it was there. amazing that was an amazing event if to watch i still you guys. had a video of that i i wish i did it was great yeah it was i, I think it's probably on facebook somewhere deep in the, <laughs> the, the background yeah um so you said you were there when i was concepting yes to try to break that down because in our pre-discussion i was really surprised because i don't remember that part at all <laughs> uh so i happened to bump into you at panera um you were doing business i guess and i had the I do day paperwork off. there yeah. <laughs> yeah i had the day off and i was going to do paperwork for school and so we just uh, hung out a little bit got to talking about um about life and you said hey uh so i've got this idea <laughs> uh, i've got this idea for a, a running club and i was like okay and you said it was going to be 75 percent fitness and 25 percent social and you were like i've even got a website and so at that time i was just like okay cool and uh i really didn't know you well enough uh to know that when you say something you typically do it and it becomes reality well not always i mean sometimes <laughs> i use my friends or people i bump into and it could be someone you know that is just an acquaintance i'll just kind of run my pitch by them i'll run by the idea i say i have this idea i'm thinking about building a running group and yes I want it to be fun or whatever. Mm -hmm. And do you think it's something that would work? And that sounds like what I was having with you was just yeah. a kind of a spitballing scenario. But the fact that I said I had a website already means I was, it wasn't launched yet, but it was coming. <laughs> um, it, yeah, you had told me that you had, were working on it with Bill, and Bill's another dear friend of mine who I was doing CrossFit with. Uh, but I hated running, so I really didn't care about your <laughs> little venture. Um, that's one reason why I was drawn to CrossFit. I feel like I'm more of a natural lifter, gymnast, and endurance, and I don't really go hand in hand. Um, so I was just like, whatever. Right, sure. You know, let's look back up a minute. So let's talk about your fitness background. Okay. When did you find CrossFit, and like, what were you doing before that? 
How old are you? Where are you from? Give us give us some oh, juicy details of your background. Okay. Um, I'm originally from the Midwest, Ohio, and Michigan. And I am not really an athletic person. I would I would not say I'm more of a artsy arts geek. And uh, but I was um, good at gymnastics, and I was in cheerleading, competitive cheer. Uh, color guard. Ooh, so competitive cheerleading? Like, yeah, I consider it a sport. Thank you very well, much. I just saw a documentary about that. Really? See, it's intense, isn't it? was. It? Yeah, it's a lot of work. Were you one of the ones that flew up in the air? No, I was more of like a tumbler. Okay. And uh, But I was captain of the cheerleading squad. So I, I really did love it. I love dance. I love anything that incorporates dance. And um, But I do like being healthy and being active. And so... Uh, in my adult life, really, the only thing that I loved nonstop was being outside, being on the trail, hiking, or being with friends and doing something active. So that's how CrossFit came about, because my, my friend Mary said, hey, we're going to start CrossFit, or I want to start CrossFit, want to come. And I said, what's a CrossFit? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you how you got into that. We, uh, we showed up at 5.15 one morning. At the old box or the new box? The old box. Okay. And uh, we completely did not belong. I think she was wearing a teacher sweater and I was wearing like sweatpants and just, yeah. We're, <laughs> uh, I was not, I was not um, a typical person you would see there. I think I, I like Zumba. So I was a frequent Zumba attender. Okay. And that was my fitness before CrossFit. Okay. Yep. And I was afraid of the gym. I so was how, afraid how of long weights. before you met me and Jenny had you been doing CrossFit? Because you seem very advanced. And I'll, I'll tell you the story of my first day. But how, how long <laughs> have you been doing it? How long had I been doing CrossFit when I met you? Mm -hmm. Maybe three months. Okay. I think that's more of the gymnast background in me, though. Uh, sure. So, so it's really funny. On my first day at CrossFit, it was at the new box, which is called Iron Musket. And uh, when you're new, you don't really know what to do. And you're not really sure because they have a whole language they speak and it's mm -hmm. moderately intimidating and what appears to be a little bit competitive. But mm -hmm. if you're new and you're mature, you have a, an idea that, well, I'm just going to do whatever they tell me to do. I'm going to do it <laughs> lightweight and whatnot. So if you can envision racks and racks are where you put the bar and the bars where you put the weights on each side, there's a, a, a section of racks where you're facing somebody else. You're working across from each other. There's plenty of room, but you're pretty much facing somebody. And we're getting ready to do back squat. I'm right across from Jen Prussia. <laughs> now I get the 45 pound bar and I'm like, let's just put some 25s on each side to see if we can get this done without looking like a total jackass. Now I'm across from Jen Prussia who stands like four foot nine. <laughs> okay. And is just a sweet looking little girl. So I'm assuming I'm in the right zone for what I'm lifting. <laughs> little did I know. What were you back squatting at that point? I like, don't know. I mean, hundreds of pounds yeah. though. What, what, what did you max out at? Uh, 265. Okay. So let's imagine she put 200 pounds on to probably. my 120 pounds or maybe my even 100 pounds <laughs> on my bar. She's probably stacking on 240. <laughs> I was like, what planet am I on that this tiny little girl is just and like the bar would like bend over her back when she'd move. I'm not even trying to be dramatic. Like it was crazy, but all right, cool. So you did CrossFit for quite a while and then, uh, Oh. Tell me about your, oh, go ahead. Well, yeah. And then, and then bros and bras came to be like a real thing. So yeah, that happened when we were, 
when the, the box was just opening, I think, right around mm-hmm. the same time frame. So mm-hmm. tell me about the first time you came out with Bros and Bras. So um, you had this this idea for people to just come out, no expectations. It was winter time. There was snow on the ground. It was freezing. I think I had two pairs of gloves, two pairs of pants. And uh, you all decided to meet at Black Dog Coffee Shop, which is one of our favorite Bros and Bras hangouts. Um, and so for me, it sounded like a great idea because I loved you, loved Jenny, and wanted to support whatever you were doing there and Bill. And it was really close to the CrossFit box, so I could just go run and do my thing and then go lift right. on a Saturday. So in our pre, pre-meeting, I think we determined that Jen was at the very first Bros and Bras outing, which I was may have been. early January, and um, it was very cold out. There may have been snow on the ground. Oh, definitely. But I'm pretty sure it was like Fiona and Chuck and Jenny and Bill and me and maybe Joey Delgado. Yes. But there were about nine people, but it's so hard for me to think back to who actually made it the first ones. I'm really happy to hear that you were there and you were really there only there because the you're like, I want to support Kevin yeah, Bill, and Jenny. And I'm not like, because I liked running at all. Right. But <laughs> it was laid back. It was very laid back. And it was more about getting the coffee afterwards. Yes. And like you said, you, that was my favorite. Part. You, Jenny, Bill, and, and, uh, Chuck could dip to get to the 10:30 workout on Saturday yes. morning at the box at yeah. the CrossFit. So that's great. It's really good. So how far did you run that first time, remember? Or did you run it all? It was it was probably two miles, maybe. I mean, I'm, I know there was walking involved, but that was probably the distance I went, two miles, and then the next time, three miles. But there always has to be walking for well, me. It still. was so important for me to set the tempo that this running group, it was okay to be anybody. Yes. It was okay to be fast and skilled. Like Jenny was in pretty darn good shape by this point. Mm-hmm. Of course, Bill was in good shape. Um, but for a running group, for me, selfishly, I was like, look, if I'm going to go run a mile, I'm going to run a mile. If I'm going to run five miles, i run five miles. If I feel like walking today and running one mile and walking one mile, that's what I'm going to do. I don't want to hear any lip because if you're at this event, you understand that this is a group about being together as a cool group and running some fitness stuff. And it's, it's not to be judged. And maybe I might not run. I might just go right inside and have a cup of coffee instead. Yes. I think because you set that precedent, I feel comfortable being a part of the group and felt comfortable coming as a non-runner. Okay. Um, well, that, that's good to hear. And, and that seems to be the theme across most of the participants in the group. Um, when did you pick up running more? Because at the time when we started, you just weren't a fan. But I think we suckered you into coming out to a few more events <laughs> and then you inevitably had to do a race right yeah i think i i went to one of bill's bill did like a run clinic i went to that um and i, I did some other things but it did running did not and still does not seem to click with me the way crossfit did so for me like in crossfit I naturally get stronger without feeling like I have to try too hard, get faster. Uh, but with running, I never seem to get faster or, or better. Um, but yet I still enjoyed the social aspect of it. And so what was your first race? So my, oh my gosh, I don't even know. I was really, I, I was really against paying to run. 
Sure. So I really avoided any of the 5Ks that you guys did. I was really reluctant, but I think my first race may have been Ragnar. Shut up, really? The trail run, yeah. You didn't come to the pink race? Everybody, okay, yes, everybody I did. Yes, I did. Race. I came to the pink, uh, the, the breast cancer awareness race. Yes, I did. Yeah, that I'm was like, fun. that was the biggest race we ever okay. had, like 270 I people. I was there. I'm pretty sure everybody was there. <laughs> so after that, then I'm, then Ragnar was probably the next one. So how did we talk you into Ragnar? And uh, which, all my and, friends did it. And That's which one why. was it? It was Ragnar, Richmond, I think 2016. Um, it was an all-girls team, so... But looking back on it, it was probably not the best for my self-esteem when all of my friends are like some hardcore, legit, competitive, fast runner. So Now, they weren't all oh. hardcore. Who was on the team? Do you remember any of the names? Yeah. Come up. Jenny Brackens. Okay, kind of hardcore. Scooter. Pretty hardcore. <laughs> Emily Garman. Hardcore. Tiffany. Oh, yeah. She's hardcore. Uh-huh. S- me. Right. I want to say Missy. Okay, yeah, Missy and Carla. I can't remember Probably who Missy, all. Yeah. But let's just say there was not a lot of downtime for me to rest in between my legs, which I really could have used. Because as they were my all so darn fast. Yes. So. Well, look, you you just reflect on the fact that they wanted you there. Yes, they, they encouraged me, and they were totally cool with me being slow. I think someone even came out with me at, at night for a little bit on my first night loop. So it, it was just such a great atmosphere to be running. Uh, but I will say it was the first time when I ran where I felt like a muscle kind of give out. Like, like really? uh, yeah, my second, uh, Fritz Kaiser, who also does CrossFit, but doesn't normally run was there. And so that made me feel better that I had another person who was kind of at my level attempting this Ragnar thing. Uh, but on my second loop toward the end, I felt like a, a muscle get to a point where I was like, nope, too much. You do not do this. Oh, no. And I made it to the end, like another half mile. And when I saw Fritz, he said, how are you doing? And I said, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go home. And so then I re- uh, Scooter brought me dinner. It was sitting on my sleeping bag with like a piece of chocolate on top because she was probably out running. And so she's wait, amazing. Wait, 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 wait. She prepared you dinner? She, she yeah, she got me my, my meal so that it wouldn't be, you know, in, 10 p.m. and 10 p.m. and dinner over. She went and got it for me, had it on my let's, sleeping bag. Okay, and let's I, talk about your relationship with Scooter. Okay. Scooter is How a female. She is. Yeah. <laughs> She's a female. How did how did you meet her? Because I think that has something to do with how you ended up on Ragnar. Right? Yes, yes, it does. Uh, so when I when I did originally sign up to train, I was getting to a point where I really didn't think I was going to be ready in time, and I I think you sensed that I was get, getting to give up status, and so you you got Scooter on me. <laughs> and I had not met her, but she's pretty relentless. Uh, she kept texting me and asking me to run, and I kept shooting her down. And I and I really felt intimidated. I feel really intimidated by people that I think are great athletes. Uh, 
when it comes but to running. she probably said things like, it'll be fine. She, she it'll did. It'll all be okay. She did say it'll that. It'll be fine. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. You'll, <laughs> You'll be, be okay. fine. You'll, You'll be, be fine. <laughs> uh, no, and uh, so she kept texting me and... So you didn't even know her yet? You'd met I her? I did not know her, so that, that so might I, have been another reason. So I pieced together, I said, hey, A here's stranger. her number. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. And, and I had every excuse to not go running one day. And she was like, well, I'll come to your house because I said, well, my kids are home. I can't leave the house. I can't go running. And I'm like, but I live far away from you. And she said, that's okay. And so she showed up on my doorstep and we went running in my neighborhood. And I think I ran for the very first time three miles without stopping. So that was a huge accomplishment for me. Because no, yeah. she went slow enough for me. We instantly connected and talked about everything under the sun. I had so much fun with her. So that's where my friendship developed with Scooter. That's really good. Yeah. And then you guys still race together. And she, she brings me treats during Ragnar. We still tent together at Ragnar. That's right. And sleep in the same tent. Those are good memories from for me. So how many uh, Ragnars have you done at this point? Um... Uh, I want to say six, five or six. six, maybe. Yeah. Wow, you're getting pretty senior. Yeah, I love it. And I you've love done it. which ones? Typically, I do all the Ragnar Richmonds and the Ragnar West Virginia, and I just did a Ragnar Bourbon Chase out in Kentucky. That's that was kind of spur of the moment, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, I mean, we we weren't sure that we were going to have a team. Okay. <laughs> but uh, that was that was a great adventure. I didn't realize you were on the original planning committee for the bourbon chase, which is a race in Kentucky and you run from distillery to distillery. Yep. So much fun through horse country. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm lucky to be on a team for that this year. Um, I didn't even know we were getting, getting a new one together. No, I'm traveling as a mercenary. I'm on tier team beer inspection bureau. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if there was a bro or bra who is relatively new to the group, and someone's like, hey, you should come do Ragnar. What would you tell them, being that they're new and maybe not in the ideal combat shape? Um, I like to take people's advice who I've run with in the past. And so immediately what comes to mind is Carla. Uh, Carla believes that if you just practice training for two hours, whether you're or nine, yeah, 90 minute train training runs, um, you could be walking, hiking. Just do it for 90 minutes or do it for two hours and you're going to be ready to go. And I think that's true. I've never heard her say that, but that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, she's the kind of person that I have seen her walk. I have seen her go slow. I've seen her not, not give a crap about it. And yet when she runs, she's one of the really fast people out there. No and doubt. She went and did Miner's Lady, so she ran 19 miles. So, I was trying to think where it was. She smoked me somewhere. She, I think it was Miner's Lady. She does not take her training too seriously. And that's another thing about Scooter. I think I was so worried about form, so worried about doing it right. I remember that, yeah. And Scooter said, just stop caring about that and just move. And that has been the best advice for me. Great. What running successes have you seen since Joe? Well, all of your running successes have been since bros and bras, but Mm -hmm. what are some of the milestones that you're really happy about? Wow. Uh, I think getting to a point being at Ragnar and not being like afraid out on the course, that's a success. Um, What What are some of the distances you ran at Ragnar 
on trail in okay, the day and so, at night. So there's a typically a, a three and a half mile loop, about a 4.7 mile loop and a little over six and a half. We never know. It's always longer than you think. And those are all done within 24 hours. So yes, yes. With the right amount of training. So by the end of 24 hours, you've gone between 15, 17 miles. Right. And you feel like mm -hmm. with a certain kind of approach, the 90 minute, the two hour, if anything, yes. that you had the perspective and now you can approach it confidently. Yes. Like, you know what, what work has to be done. Yes, definitely. And I think it's just keeping moving. You could do some short runs during the week and well, with Ragnar, I think you just need to make sure you can go six miles. <laughs> yeah, and do a, at least a day or two where you do two runs in a day. I always say that Ragnar is where Bros and Bros sends their war party. Yes, we send them out I on the that. on the war path. It's mm -hmm. where the warriors go when they're ready for battle. And sometimes people aren't ready, and that's fine. And sometimes people don't like the camp, and that's fine. But it's a real, it's a real. What do they call it? A rite of passage. Yes, it is, and you need to like mud for Ragnar. So it can get muddy. I love mud. Yeah, I don't mind rain. I think I, I don't remember mind camping. Now understanding that you don't like to pay for races. Okay. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen you at the Christmas race. <laughs> South Berkeley. One. One of them. Okay. Only one. <laughs> and then what other races I mean, I know what I'm digging for here. Because That's where you, you had from... your dick in a box. That's the one I went to. Okay. <laughs> yes, and it's okay to say that kind of language on my Is podcast. It okay? Yes. All I right. mean we can drop all the all the curse words, but <laughs> I think it's funny that the first thing you thought about was <laughs> When me and Shane ran <laughs> D and the B off uh, of the whole 5K course, which <laughs> that got some looks and some it, laughs. And, it was funny. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't understand it, but it made sense from to us. The SNL skit. That's a Christmas race where we all dress up and it's, it's a ton of fun. That's one of the ones that Sarah was talking about in the other podcast because she was one of the last runners to come in and she said for the first time, the entire Bros and Bros squad came out to get her. <laughs> she was, cause she was the last walker. Oh. And, um, and she was walking in with Sandy and she finally felt like she was part of the group because awesome. we came to get her. And I told her, I said, sometimes we lose track of who's out there <laughs> and then she has asthma. So she's always in the backpack, but now we know to okay. look for her. So we're okay. going to, we're going to go get her. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what I'm digging for here, Jen, is the fact that on day one of bros and bras, which makes you like, OG, big time. <laughs> Boop, boop. Yeah, you ran a mile or two, which <laughs> is incredible because I know I ran two miles on day one. And okay. my, my goal was to just kind of get in better shape so I could run around with Jenny. That yes. was really it, right? Me too. And we did our Me first too. Ragnar before Bros and Bros existed. Yes, you did. I want to say it was 13 or 14. Um, but what I'm digging at is you ran one mile and you didn't like running. And then somehow you got roped into coming back to Bros and that has led to this year's being a pretty significant race year for you. Yes. So how did you, when you phased out, how did you get pulled back in? Okay. I, I got to give credit to Jack Hooper for that. Um, when <clears throat> I, I had a lot going on in my life where I kind of just gave up fitness for a while and uh, had just focus on life and, and my kids and, and my job. And I was really missing a fitness, but I couldn't figure out how to work it out with my schedule and Jack, Jack Cooper, uh, reached out to me and got me to come. And I, I really didn't feel comfortable. I felt intimidated being around people who I thought were really good runners and I was nowhere near in shape. 
but he made me feel comfortable enough to come out and then the whole group was so welcoming there's almost always somebody walking or somebody who is willing to walk with you i didn't realize that so when i finally got the courage to just show up um they really do take the nobody left behind uh seriously and and they'll stay with you they'll make sure you finish scooter has done that bacon jack and and i love them so much for that i think it's awesome that jack was just reaching out like that that he's such a Mm -hmm. incredible captain of yes. this group he's he a real is. he's a real ambassador ambassador even though he hates that term <laughs> he's a very good ambassador of the group the um but okay well you, you keep you keep dodging the fact that you just ran the ic8 okay yeah. describe what that race is so <laughs> uh i did i did get to a point where i think i was most afraid of going past 10 miles. I did not think I would ever make it to be able to run more than 10 miles. And when I did that, I, um, friends got me to do my first half. So I did the freedoms half. And after that, I did, I, was that a free entry or something? How did you, it, end I know up I there? did pay for that. Oh, actually. You did? Okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, then I ended up going to Virginia with a group of, uh, bros and bras, they did the Highbridge Ultra, and I did the Half Ultra, which Shut up. Turned, out, turned out to be 18 miles that day. I didn't know but, you were at yeah, that race. Yeah, yep. I did that with Devin Porter, who but is amazing. You're, you're skipping over so I much did. because you're like, oh, I'm just not much of a runner, <laughs> but I did 18. Okay. Yeah, and that, I think, was a hu- one of my hugest accomplishments. How many bros and bras went to this race? How, where was it, and like, what was that experience like? It, I think it was in Pamplin, Virginia. It, uh, there, there had to maybe be 10 of us. And so mostly everyone went and did the 30 mile run. That was Scooter's first ultra. This is an overnight trip, right? Yeah, it was. Oh yeah. I'm always down for an overnight trip with my bros and bras because I know, so I'll pay for those races because (laughs) I know we're going to be like a team. Uh, the camaraderie is is huge for me and you just have lots of great memories on the trip so i'm envisioning bacon and jack with the flags yes and the they, they and... had all that um jessica was there jessica vance um it was melissa's first 30 jack's first 30 scooter and tom i think but anyway i did the half and i was nervous about doing the the half ultra all by myself but that was where i got to know Devin, so made a good friend there he kept me company good so another good memory um with that and at the end of that race what is so special is it ends at a train station and there is this giant picnic waiting for you that has been prepared by these little old southern ladies really? and there was like a white and red checkered tablecloth and everything was labeled it was like mabel's fried chicken <laughs> yes that good. i mean and you're you're starving so like that uh is the best so we just hung out how did it feel how did it feel eating fried chicken <laughs> probably drinking sweet tea yeah and waiting what about an hour and a half for the the rest friend. of my friends to come How in. exciting was that? It was it was insane. It was a beautiful day, so it was just this sunny October day eating <laughs> eating chicken and potato salad and looking for my friends and then like crying when they came in because they were so emotional that they accomplished and didn't give up. So, uh, yeah. 
that's one of my favorite bros and bras memories so after the 18 what was your next like i mean probably another ragnar mixed in there but yeah where what was your next uh because i've heard you say like, just in passing oh i gotta go out and run 10 miles today i gotta go <laughs> run eight miles so i, I might not make it and i'm like what yeah well i think knowing that i could do that that made me convinced that i i love trail running so i i really do not like running on road but the trail feels more like fast hiking mm -hmm. so i think my next big run was the ic8 that i just did describe that race uh that was my first ultra atmosphere well i guess aside from the the virginia one that i told you about but this was on trail and it was on a loop at, at lake anna and they had a four mile loop and an eight mile loop and you could go any which way you wanted for eight hours and try to get as many miles as you could and most people out there were going for 30. i just wanted to do more than 15. <laughs> and i ended up doing 20 and i would say that's 20 miles yeah that's that's thanks to another great running friend Tell us about that, him. that's not in bros and bras um uh his name is glenn he's like I would say he's like a running dad, kind of like Jack to me. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I go to church with him, and he has hiked the entire Appalachian Trail. I think he's run three Boston marathons, the Hatfield-McCoy. That's a good one. Uh, some other. He's been to the Badlands. or the no, no, I'm sorry. What's that one? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He's done some intense Just races. Just something with a name that sounds like Badlands. He is. He's a great runner. He's part of Hertz. Oh, yeah. So those are typically people that I wouldn't associate with because they intimidate me too much. But... You know, I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> I think I think there's some real hardcore runners yeah. in Hurt, but there's all kinds oh, yeah, of Hurt. others. You know, it's that's yes. a great running group out of Harper's Ferry. They are. Um, they always seem to have these like elusive events that are not something i'm trying to go do frankly mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. they're they're hard yeah like oh let's just go do i heard a podcast with um one of their members i think his name's paul he's talking about how he set the record for how many loops you could do in a row of maryland heights something crazy like 12 wow. 12 or something like that just no thank you it was like 50 miles 12. 40 some odd miles i'm like well that's a steep hill those are i mean those are just some hardcore mm -hmm. and that's that's definitely a place for hardcore yeah. runners we have hardcore runners and bros but like if you're like i've been encouraging jenny to start sniffing around over at hurt because yes. her speed is, inc is accelerating some good people for her but i think she doubts herself but a little yet bit, but i think she, I think she could definitely do it all of us Joe Schmoes, I guess, is what I call her. Right. Uh, so what is, what is Glenn, Glenn uh, and you have done for training? So Glenn doesn't really train, so he's a lot like a lot of people I know. Uh, <laughs> I train yeah. when it's important. <laughs> but we, we went out, we were just going to do 15, but I think we were both feeling really good. However... Um, 15 miles? Yeah. Well, who are you? Okay. Yeah. So this was a, a monumental event for me because on our first loop, I was running with him, and I, I've hiked with him and backpacked with him, but not really run that kind of distance with him. And he, you know, he's run 100-milers. He's a 100-mile racer. And he's going so slow in the beginning, and we're, like, walking a lot. And, so, and, and I think that was a big misconception for me 
not being a runner is that whenever people say they're going running, I'm thinking they are running. And yes, certainly they're are people who are doing that, but there are a lot of us who are not running the whole time we, so, that walk the hills. So when you say he was walking and running really slow, he wasn't doing it just to hang with you? I mean, I think he, I mean, he really wasn't trained for it. So he was trying to slow himself down, but yeah, he was, he was hanging with me and helping me through it. But at the same time, he knew what kind of pace he needed to sustain that kind of distance. Yeah. So I um, was like, hey, I, I really got to tell you, I this is real slower than I train. What? And I'm like, I think I'm going to be really tired at 10 miles, whether I go this slow or not. And so we kind of got into a little bit of an argument. But then he said, so when's the last time you've run 19 miles? Oh, that's kind of smarmy. And I was like, mm, good point. So I listened to him because I do trust him and I know that he's... He's a veteran, so um, I'm so glad I listened to him. That helped me a lot, and I think I think if I had gone out faster, I probably might not even even have made it to 15, but I ended up doing 20 that day. That's really good. Yeah, and now he thinks I'm going to be ready for my first ultra, which I have signed up to do. I know, and I'm so sorry I won't be there. <laughs> I, I partially talked Jen into signing up for the race that she's yeah. doing, and I... Jack calls that brocheling. Yes. I brocheled her. I brocheled a few other people. And it turns out I have a family event I have to be to be at. So I can't make it to that awesome marathon slash ultra marathon. Because it notoriously has some of the most horrendous yeah. conditions. But the way this winter is going, it might be really delightful out there. It might be. Do but, you want to describe what you think you know about that race? Um, I... <laughs> All I have seen are videos and pictures of mud and tromping through muddy water. And you love that, though. I do love that, but it is going to be cold, so I'm I'm highly intimidated by it, but also excited by it at the same time. And I know that I'll be in the presence of good people. I'm I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't get to 30 or even the full marathon at this one, um, because I do know that my first ultra is in my future. And I know I'll get there. I'm well, just going to have fun. An ultra, by definition, is anything more than a marathon. That's true. And we know from people who've been there that this marathon is longer than a marathon. Yeah, the marathon is 28 right. miles. So, so I think if you just go ultra. out there and get mean about it mm -hmm. and focus, there's going to be about seven or eight other bros and bras there. Yes. So you're going to have community around you and supporting you. So everybody out there, if, if you see Jen... Pump her up about the Seneca. <laughs> What's it called? Seneca Creek? The Seneca Creek Greenway. Greenway race. Yeah. And I've all, I'm also planning, if I'm not injured by that point, I'm planning to do the Greenbrier. There's a Greenbrier Ultra at the end of March. So we'll see. What? So if Seneca's not my first Ultra, hopefully Greenbrier is. Well, I think what we're seeing here with these podcasts is, and it's amazing to me because <laughs> this was supposed to be a 5K group. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was supposed to be a group of people uh -huh. who are just like, oh, yeah, let's go run <laughs> a 5K. We'll go out as a group and be a fitness gang and we'll all wear matching T-shirts. And, yeah. we'll, and we'll, you know, maybe we'll dabble with 10Ks and maybe at the most advanced we'll go out and do a half marathon. True. This group is way past its adolescence. It's full grown and mm -hmm. people are attempting marathons and yes. ultra marathons. And like people are going after the 50 mile races now. Come on. I'm still, <laughs> I am still true to the group i only run two to five miles at my runs 
And then sometimes I mail it in and say, well, I'm going to run five. And today I ran three. I and like, sometimes you do things like snow mass. I have a long <laughs> running history. Like your friend Glenn, if yes. you know how to run, it's if in you know how to do mobi- mobility, and you know if you've experienced all the terrible race environments you could possibly experience, things that seem really hard to people who aren't experienced are actually just a walk in a park for Good point. Like me and him. Like we're just, it's all in your head. Yeah, like... Now, when I went and did Snowmass Ragnar, <laughs> and we camp at like 7,500 feet and climb to 10,000 feet, it's a show. I mean, there's no air. That was my first experience in that kind of environment. So when I came back from that race, any race I did was easy. <laughs> like any right. climb, any, yes. any anything. I was like, well, it's not that one hill at Snowmass. <laughs> oh, this is kind of tough, but hey, it's, <laughs> it's not, not as not hard that as that hill. day at Snowmass. So... That's um that's all about perspective. But what's really insane is that if you've gone from a one to two mile runner yeah. and somebody doesn't like running, yep. and now you're somebody who's starting to dabble in ultra or 30 mile races, believe it or not, you're turning into a role model. Huh. And, and you probably don't see it that way. But there's, no. and, and you, I would say in that category, in the progression of bros and bras you're like a little sister almost a baby sister because people have gotten there before you yeah you know but you're there and Mm -hmm. there's and and the growth of bros and bras has slowed a lot so there's not many people behind you but there's people who could use your encouragement okay to try i would say don't worry about your time I am a slow, consistent runner, or consistently slow. I don't, know. don't tell people that, pressure because that's actually the secret of ultra. Okay. Is just finish. Don't worry about your time. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't know that until I'd been around these people, so it was very encouraging. All right. So to tie this all together, if, um, I mean, you're one of the OGs. You were there at day one. You were there at Z, at negative days because I was running the <laughs> it's idea by you. Negative temperature too. I know Jenny knew about it. Um, Joey knew about it. Sean Leonard knew about Bros yes. and Bros because he came up with the name Bro. Did he? Yeah, I he, did not. Know when that. he was working for Bracken's Painting, we were doing that. power washing jobs. Me and this guy named Ducey, <laughs> and uh, somebody else was in the truck, and we were driving to some dumb project we had to do work and i was like yeah guys i'm trying to put together this like fitness group but i can't quite it's gonna be a running group (laughs) and you know and i was like it'd be cool to name it after brackens and and i was like maybe like the brackens running group or running club and then sean's in the back she goes bro i was like what he's like brackens running a organization oh I was like, nice all right the Bracken- i don't think i knew that that's what that meant yeah at brackens all. Run- i knew bras was from brackens yeah bra- um, i did not know this no it was, it was the brackens running organization another how- another clever sean joke. and i was like sean that's that's tight dude that's a really good idea and then i said but that's just the dudes what about the ladies how do we not make it like just right. a name somebody's like, he's like and it, i think deucey said bra or maybe <laughs> sh- maybe um and then Sean was like, yeah, like the, the Bracken. And I think that's how it went. I could be a little bit wrong, but it was like, yeah, the Bracken's Racing Association. And I said, okay. bros and bras. I said, that's a strong name. It was. It did not leave us. I know, right? <laughs> um, but uh, I was going somewhere at that point. What was I saying? Well, oh, like I said, you were there. From mm-hmm. the beginning. And like, yeah, you were there from the negative days when I was just spitballing this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know... 
Jen Leverberber. Yes. <laughs> Jen Leverberber. She was there in the beginning, and we were doing mobilization, and I ran the idea by her way back then, too. I got to give a shout-out to her at my first Ragnar. Really? Because uh, I guess I got sidetracked. But there was a moment at that first Ragnar, my third run. I was basically crying in the tent and didn't want to get out. And it was oh. 5.30 in the morning, and oh, I was no. trying to elevate my feet. And, and Jen Leverberber. <laughs> was in the tent with me and she was just like you can do this and she just spoke so much encouragement into me and gave me like the hope that I could get, I could finish it even if I just walked so thank you Jen that's really awesome and, yeah. and Jen's and I did it Jen Lefebvre <laughs> her real name, her is, name is Lefebvre yeah Jen Lefebvre it's just spelled <laughs> Jen Lefebvre it's, it's yeah. like that so that's how I call her Lefebvre um so having been here from the beginning, what would you say to somebody who is nervous to come out? Maybe they're watching us on social media or they see us at races. Yeah. We look a little clickish now. I mean, we mm-hmm. really do. And it's tough for new people to kind of break into the group. And I'm trying to coach the group and say, hey, you guys got to talk to the new people. We, I mean, we all know okay. each other and we're all bonded. We've yeah. been to Vegas. Yes. We've been to like New Orleans. We've seen some, we've, we've some been, stuff together. We've been on road trips. You've been to Virginia. There's a yeah. group getting ready to go to Charleston. They're so locked in together. Okay. What would you say to somebody new who's nervous about coming out? I think that we've got a great presence on Facebook. And if, if it were me trying something where I felt like an outsider, I think just sending a message on Facebook and getting to know someone that way um, I'm sure Jack or Bacon or one of the diehards that's always at a run, they'll reach out to you and look for you. Um, I think I still get to a point where I need to text someone and ask them if they're going to be there before I come out because I still have that like fear that no one's going to be there. <laughs> so reach out on social media and you'll have a person and that person will walk with you. Somebody, somebody will stick with you and... Um, you will not be alone. You'll, you'll have a great time. Well, like there's bro brackens. Yes. I don't even log into bro brackens anymore. No. I should just give it to somebody else. So there's else. the bros and bras social and fitness. Yeah. There's bros page. and bras HQ. And mm-hmm. when you message that, it goes to like four or five people and okay. whoever answers it first gets to answer it. But those are other, other ambassadors like Rob Leland, Missy Bromson. Okay. Me, maybe even Mary still gets it. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but we can be searched for Bros and Bros Social and Fitness is our club page, it's our group page, and that's where all the nonsense takes place and the, the planning. As a matter of fact, when I was on my trips right now, they're in Deep Creek Lake doing a um, a polar plunge. And they're <laughs> staying for like two or three nights. Yes. Like like 10 of them. That's, that's a, awesome. That's going to be a party. I can't wait to see pictures yeah. from that. I, I would say also when, when you're new and you're nervous about coming out or you see us at a race just engage with any of us. I would mm-hmm. say 97% of us are super friendly. And the other 3% <laughs> just have some sort of personality flaw where they're not very good at communicating. Uh. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I mean, we're and we're a mixed bag of a bunch of weirdos. Mixed bag is a great yeah. word for I mean, it. We're, we're like trail mix. I mean, we, there are so many. Ooh, that's a good name. I know. It, it's, okay. There's so many different pieces and styles and personalities. There's like regular people with jobs. Yes. Then there's other people who are a little bit wonky, people who work from home, <laughs> we'll let you people be the from judge up on the mountain, people from down by the river. <laughs> there's just all kinds of different strange Terry types, but we come together. And Sarah Thompson, um, 
in her podcast, she said one of the best things about bros is that even though you might be politically minded or like as she is an advocate, she's very vocal, especially on social media for people who um, are having a tough time or are discriminated against that kind of thing. Or if she's like super pro something or anti something that you don't see any of that at bros and bras because Mm. we actually join together to do something in fitness. And by the time we get around to socializing, we're all either kind of winded (laughs) or we're bonded in the fact that we did something challenging together. And that, that was a really good piece of insight I thought from her. So it's typically just good, humble people. Is there anything we missed talking about? I don't know. We talked about a lot. You bring your kids to run sometime. Yes, I do. It's even, it's even uh, welcoming for kids. Uh, We've got a few kids that come out, but um, that's typically summertime, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. When it's not dark outside on a on a weeknight, but I think again, if you put out there on social media on the page, you know, when when a run is posted, if you comment below. Uh, who you are or that you want to bring kids there might be somebody else or even if you're like hey i want to come but i want to walk that will give somebody else encouragement to show up and well, and just walk carmen brings you. kids yes, and blumberg brings kids or brings her kid mm-hmm. he's a he's a very good runner now uh jonathan bennett brings his yes. kids so there's it's not always a kid workout but there's you can kind of feel around which ones you want so i've even had um moments where people in the group run with my kids because I know if my kids ran next to me, they just complain the whole time. But when they're running alongside like someone like Joe runner or Tom or bacon or Jack, they kind of coach them along and toughen them up a little bit. Yeah. So thankful for them. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being on my podcast. And again, like I said in the beginning, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And my heart is so much fuller knowing that you're one of the originals because those were I've been here baby yeah it's so long ago that I've I've just forgotten Mm -hmm. and and I didn't nobody knew bros and bras was going to turn into such a humongous group with such a positive impact in the community and impact on individuals that I didn't know to embrace the beginning yeah you're right so it's really nice to hear your perspective thank you for all you've done oh that's nice Okay. All of us. Thanks thanks for breaking it down for Brackens. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by City National Bank in Ransom, West Virginia. I am Melissa Nott and manage both of our Jefferson County locations. Our Charlestown location is located on George Street in Charlestown, and the Ransom location is located in the Potomac Marketplace Shopping Center. City National Bank is a full-service community bank that provides an array of financial services. We offer a range of free checking accounts and savings products for both consumer and business customers. City National Bank offers competitive low-rate and low-cost lending products for both business and personal needs. Come and talk to me or one of my team members and get products and services that are tailored to fit your schedule and help you to achieve your financial goals. I can be reached at both the Ranson and Charlestown locations. Check out our website at www.bankatcity.com.